Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome into a special episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. I'm Ethan Skolnick. This is airing live at about 4 o'clock Eastern on Thursday on the trade deadline day. So we're going to do this episode a little bit different than you hear on the podcast and a little bit different than you would typically get on YouTube. First, we want to introduce one of our sponsors, and that's prizepicks.com, the official fantasy sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're using that code 5, F-I-V-E. Make sure you're checking out the Super Bowl props. They are already up. There it is. Our producer, Alejandro Villegas, here on the YouTube channel is putting it up for you. You can see some of the props that are going up there. You can play two, three, four, five players. You can play different sports, NBA, NFL, after the trade deadline today. You're certainly going to want to check it out to see who, what do they think James Harden's going to do in his first game in Philadelphia. You can play that on prizepicks.com. Use the code five. You put down $100, they will match up to $100, and you don't have to play it all at once. But make sure you're using the code, and make sure you deposit. Every day I see there's like six people who sign up, but only like one deposits. Deposit. Give it a shot. It's like, you know, again, you don't have to play the whole $100 at one time. This is our favorite daily fantasy platform. That's why they, they are official daily fantasy platform of the five reasons sports network prizepicks.com get them on the app or you can get them on the website all right here's today's floor plan as i do this a little bit more like i do on the podcast feed we got greg sylvander you can follow him at greg sylvander we've got alex toledo you can follow him at tropical blanket we've got tony schwartz who is aptly named tony schwartz nba and we've got timothy bain who you can find at tim with a whole bunch of a's and also on the bahama rican boys uh, podcast. Tony just got finished hosting uh, or co-hosting a Spaces. We hope that you check that out here on Twitter. We had almost a thousand people on there. Even though the Miami Heat do not make a move today, they made their move yesterday, trading Casey Akpala uh, for a second-round pick, but mostly to unlock a future first-round pick to give themselves some more flexibility. There was a feeling that perhaps they could use that pick prior to the deadline. They didn't end up doing that. But I do want to go to Greg on this, and then we're going to get to some of the bigger moves of the day. Of course, Milwaukee made a move, which I think is significant. Uh, You take a look, obviously, at uh, what Brooklyn and Philadelphia did, which is going to dominate the airwaves. Everybody's going to be talking about what the Lakers didn't do and what Brooklyn and Philly did, even though I think actually what Milwaukee and Cleveland uh, did may have more bearing on the heat uh, going into the playoffs. But let's get to it, Greg. How close do you think they were to actually making a trade, and what were some of the names that were talked about? I don't know how close they were, honestly. I think that um, the name that came up towards the end, and it's just a name that keeps resurfacing. So, you know, like when that starts to happen, you have to start um, taking it seriously as Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, I think that he's an unrestricted free agent coming up and Dallas has some decisions to make. I don't know that they're going to pay him um, or Jalen Brunson. They both have decisions to make there. So I think that that might have been somebody they could have obtained, but I don't know that he was the caliber of player that Miami was comfortable coming off of a first round pick for because of the fact that he wouldn't really be in the rotation. So you're really, you're fortifying your bench. And I think that they 
are hopeful that they could find a player that could be as impactful or maybe close to, you know, that range um, on the buyout market now, you know, we'll see who pops up, but that, that was the name that I heard in the, in the 11th hour, you know, 35 minutes, right. As we were uh, getting into the Twitter spaces. Um, and other than that, it, it didn't seem like they were in the, in the market for the swing for the fences moves as much. And I think that this is about preserving that draft capital for moves that they may look at at the draft or in free agency. All right, well, let's go to it. Alex is going to be back with us uh, here in a second. But we discussed this a lot on Five on the Floor, Tony, this idea of, you know, do you trade a significant asset? And Duncan Robinson remains a significant asset for what he provides for this team, at least in certain portions of the game. Uh, or you know, the first round, one of the you know first round picks that you just unlocked for a player that you could not guarantee was going to be in your closing lineup. Uh, th- that's a, We talk about rotation, but to me, it's really – closing lineup because that's that's what it's about and you need you know you need like seven options there is when you talk to people in the heat like you need seven guys you can go to there are five that are going to be regulars but you need seven and and when i look at the roster right now you have bam you have tucker you have uh jimmy you have kyle you have tyler you're going to have oladipo and then you have a bunch of other guys who could be the seventh who've proven they can do it whether it's vincent or caleb or Struess. Was there any name out there that you would have come off of one of those assets, either the Duncan contract or one of those first round picks? Not in my mind. I mean, you have to maintain flexibility too going forward uh, throughout the rest of the, this build. Jimmy's window is not going to be forever. So while you're competitive and versatile now, I wouldn't have given up any asset for the names that we're talking about the, the the rand the randalls the uh the grants they just don't seem to fill that role for me and you know what makes this so much easier is how excellent pj tucker has been at four what he's created the uh, the ability for us to not make a move uh anybody who eats in anybody that we get has to eat into some minutes and if it's a four it's probably pj's and i don't know if taking pj off the floor is ever the right answer he is so versatile and so great at giving us options to defend Giannis, Kevin Durant. Like, I, I love that man, and I, I think he's afforded us the ability to not make a move, and we have Caleb uh, to throw into that mix if we need to get more strength. Timothy, uh, you take a look at uh, Tucker, and I don't think anybody's arguing with Tony. He's been a, a revelation, which is remarkable for a guy in his mid to late 30s in terms of some of the other things that he can do that we didn't know about. But they don't have a lot behind him. I mean, if Markeith Morris, right? I mean, if Markeith Morris doesn't come back, and we don't really know where that stands because he he doesn't at least publicly seem to be on the same page as some of the stuff we've we've heard privately. Then then what is the option at backup four? I mean, is it Bam with Yurt playing some five? Is it is it Caleb Martin and continuing to downsize or do they have to get somebody in the buyout market? Yeah, I think um, I had wanted the, the team to at least like maybe get a, a next PJ, PJ Washington, or just someone to back up. Um, I wouldn't even have mind Harold if it was with say under the tax. I, but I do, I love what Tucker's doing 47, 47% from three. Um, like using them as when Tom was out, we used them in the mid post, um, using Hannah. So I think as this, the team is good to go. But I don't know how much we can rely on Caleb as the four, Tedman and Baum, Yurton Baum. So I, I would like to get a, a, a next pick. Now, I don't know who I see. Drew Eubanks just got waived. Moses Brown got waived. Um, and his freedom, I don't want that guy on that team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know who, but I do think they should they should get at least one more big body. 
Um, but I, I, like I said, I love this team. I just want some health insurance because every two weeks we see Potaka's knee irritation, you know, and he's a bit older. We want him to be fresh with playoffs because we have Tarant, you have Giannis, you have these guys who we know Tucker gives nightmares. Um, and I want him to be able to do that without being, you know, so exhausted. Um, so just one more, one more big body, and I'll be, I'll be good to go. Well, Greg, to that point, okay, when you talk about Tucker, could you experiment more here in the regular season with the Omer Bam thing simply to give uh, Tucker a little bit of a break? I mean, you don't have, I mean, you weren't using KZ, you weren't, uh, before you traded him, you're not really using Haslam, right? So you, you're just looking up and down the roster, you're saying, okay, who can kind of plug some of those minutes so you can give PJ a week off at some point? Or the fact that Milwaukee got better, Cleveland got better. I mean, we have to acknowledge that that Philly got better because they got something. I mean, Simmons wasn't playing, so I'm not a Harden fan, but I mean, he's obviously offers you more than Seth Curry. We'll see how the, we'll see what the fit looks like going forward. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think the Nets got better, honestly, provided that Ben is in shape because he gives them a dimension they don't have, and you're going to get Durant back here at some point. So with all of that considered, and Chicago's going to get healthy soon uh, at some point, right? I mean, their guys are starting to come back. So what would be, where would you lean? Experimentation? Or is this for the rest of the year just about getting your guys right and in, in rhythm together? Uh, the cool thing about this roster is they get to do all of that. They get to experiment. I think that you'll see in certain matchups where Yurt and Bam will get shots. I don't think that uh, and when I say shots, I mean time on the floor together. I don't think it's a coincidence. You see Barry Jackson wrote a piece, I think maybe in in, um, in concert with Anthony Chang about Yurt and, his, and wanting the opportunity to play next to Bam. Um, so, so we saw it recently in a game, and it was more by circumstances, but I think maybe they could lean into that. The buyout market, you look for a guy who can guard up, so it, it may not be the biggest, tallest player, um, but it can, you know, as long as they kind of fill that. And then the other thing that I think, you know, Ethan, you and I agree that we shouldn't count on Markeith Morris, but if he is ever cleared, then mm-hmm. it is another big body. So, I mean, we just, I think we should remember that. And UD will um, slap me in the back of my head if I don't mention him as well. So they have Udonis Haslam also in the front court. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think it's going to be more about, getting everyone healthy. Every team needs to be healthy, right? But if the top mm-hmm. nine guys in Miami are healthy, uh, they're going to find eight of them they can trust. And and the the ability to adapt lineups is the beauty of this roster build. I do think one benefit we're going to see here, Tony, going forward is I wouldn't be surprised if Duncan Robinson has a big game tonight. We, we saw last year that the trade deadline passing, no, it's, it's real. I mean, the trade deadline passed and he and Tyler, they, they all of a sudden they took off right after it. We know that Duncan's sensitive to some of those rumors. So I, I feel like that's helpful to them, but let's, let's touch on the one other thing. And then after the break here, we're going to go around the NBA, but the Oladipo thing is sitting out there. He's obviously not a backup for, but he will allow them to play a bunch of different ways that they can't play necessarily right now. Uh, one thing I've mentioned repeatedly is if Tyler's having one of those games, he's getting hunted down the stretch. You have an answer there at that position that you could go to. But I could also see Eric experimenting uh, with some real small lineups, uh, you know, which he likes to do. Sometimes the numbers on them are not particularly good. But I could see a lineup with... Uh, with Vincent, uh, Tyler, and Oladipo, with Oladipo playing some three, maybe Caleb at some four, 
maybe put Struess at the four with that group, maybe even put Duncan at the four with that group. Like, how much does does Oladipo change the equation? Well, right off the jump street, if he's if he's good enough to play with the starting five, then we have an unhuntable closing lineup. We have five guys that we can put onto the court that can just play length and aggressive and blitz and zone and drop, and we can do whatever we need to versatility-wise. But then as you start to throw him into the rotation and bench units, you're just solidifying a point-of-attack defender on whatever the best player is that's still on the court at the time. Vic adds versatility in all the best ways, and to look at him as not the best trade deadline move that we could make I think would be ridiculous because he's on the roster, He's cheap, uh, and he can just raise our floor by simply existing on the court. And that's the question, is can he exist on the court in a role where he can maintain 15, 18 minutes a game at least? But if he can give us that, we're really, really hard to beat. And maybe that's the way that we get into these teams that are a little bit bigger than us, is we just attack them as soon as they get the ball across half court. Another thing to think about, like why – when do we get to the stage where we stop doubting them and finding another player that they get into the system to develop? And maybe that's who the last roster spot goes to. Like, I just think that at some point we should acknowledge that maybe they'll churn out a backup four that way. And uh, they just haven't brought them to the roster. Well, could that be, could that, I mean, Micah Potter is, was he signed somewhere? But I missed that. No, he, no, he, he went back to G league. So he's, he's a, he yeah. back. I mean, I mean, there are options and look, so a lot of the guys that they've targeted were not even with Sioux falls. I mean, I, first thing, the Caleb Martin thing before the season came out of nowhere. I, I don't think anybody anticipated. We were talking about, would it be Garrett or would it be, you know, we were, we had three or four other names in there and we weren't talking about that. They, they're not afraid to go outside of their system to go get a guy. He doesn't ask necessarily be at Sioux Falls. I, I don't think we're talking about a lot of minutes here though, Alex, and I'm going to let you, you jump in here before uh, we go to the break and we get to general NBA. I don't think we're talking about a ton of minutes. I, I think we're talking about what they wanted from Markeith Morris, which was essentially 12 to 15 minutes and on nights that maybe PJ, I don't think they thought PJ would be quite this good. So maybe they thought the minutes would be a little bit more for Markeith. But as we started to see what Tucker was with this group, it was like, okay, if you got 12 to 15 out of Markeith, he made a couple of threes. He gave you four or five rebounds. He gave you functional defense. That was fine. They may think that they can get that out of yurt playing with Bam potentially. Now that we've seen the rebounding, um, or, you know, again, I, I, there's not a lot of other options on the roster, but I think we're talking about a small chunk of time. And that's why I, as much as I like the PJ Washington option, cause there was legitimate upside there. I, I don't, I, I just wasn't in favor of, of moving something significant. So, I mean, how do you think they deal with backup for now? Um, I feel that I understand everything being said there. And I kind of said this on the, the, the paces and spaces we did earlier, um, I, I understand the buildup with everybody getting a little bit hasty as far as want, the, the buildup of wanting the four getting stronger and stronger as you're watching all these other Eastern Conference teams load up. Because that's fair. That, that's a fair thing. And we all understand how it is to be a fan on trade deadline day watching all the competition load up. It's really anxiety building. Like, it absolutely is. We've done this for like a decade now. And, like, last season for me was way more anxiety-inducing because I felt like they needed it a lot more. Whereas this time, like I said on, on the spaces, like, I've, I've gotten more open to, um, you know, swinging for the fences when it comes to a Barnes-Grant type of guy. But ultimately, I wasn't expecting it to happen because I, I didn't think the Heat would offer more than that. I, and I didn't really think that's a great package for either of those guys if you're looking at it from the other team's perspective unless they just really wanted to get 
a good shooter, which he obviously is. I don't know. The You guys already know how I feel about the, the whole four thing coming into it as far as Duncan. But I do I do get wanting a backup four. I do get why people are now looking at it as like, you know, we don't have one. This is a serious issue. I don't agree that size is a problem for the Heat because of the team, the trades that were made today. Like, I'm not over here worried about Serge Ibaka. Like, he's just not even the Serge Ibaka he was. <laughs> Andre Drummond. Like, Andre Drummond. I, oh, my God. Please. <laughs> please play Andre Drummond, Brooklyn. Please. Look, sorry, and to, to your point, there. to your point, like, isn't Duncan the best player to have on the floor if they present us Andre Drummond? Like, yeah. we're going to kill Absolutely. them with Duncan. Absolutely. Yeah. They, Duncan they, and Tyler, they, actually. Their numbers should be intertwined. I mean, they're minutes. Yeah, no, Tyler getting into that space. No, Alex, and I think you make good points, and I think it's a good pivot. So we're going to introduce a sponsor here because I do want to go around the league. This is what we're going to do today, okay? Winners, losers, and threats. Winners, losers, and threats, okay? Some of the winners are threats. Some of the winners are winners, but they're not threats, right? So winners, losers, and threats. We're going to go through those here quickly. Before we do, want to get to another sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. It's our friend Mark Brown who, who just texted me. He spent the day refreshing our content to see if they'd made a trade. He's in it with you guys, okay? So he'll build your estate plan as well. Go to markbrownpa.com. That's M-A-R-C brownpa.com. He's, again, uh, an estate attorney. He can help you set up uh, your children's future. I just actually just did that for my daughter. I sat down with him. We went through everything. Where, does, where do you want everything to go? Who handles it in case you're not around to do it? He will work with you directly. You got a small office right there in North Lauderdale, just north of Cypress Creek, off of Andrews. Again, it's marcbrownpa.com. Okay, check it out. Also, he's got a title company right there in house. So if you got real estate that you need to figure out what you're going to do with, you got you got a closing or anything like that, he will handle that for you as well. So go to markbrownpa.com. The phone number nine five four five six six five six seven eight nine five four five six six five six seven eight. All right, winners, losers, threats, okay? You got 15 seconds each, 20 at the most. I might be 24, 24. I should have put a clock on this, okay? All right, we'll start with you, Tony. A winner of the deadline, not just today, of the deadline. Give me one. Yeah, the our favorite, right, which I think is Cleveland and Milwaukee. Those are clear winners to me. They got better with players, they improved, and they created versatility for themselves going forward. If you can win the cap and you can win the game, that's pretty good. Timmy? I actually think the Suns did pretty good getting Terry Craig back. The Wizards, um, I think that Porzingis actually gives one in Bertans. Um, and Spencer has been a, a, a train crash. Um, that's and I mean, say what you want. I do think that the next, the next actually got better because you know, I, I, I personally like the Philip Simmons and the rest of those shooters. Next year, Joe Harris, Kyrie, Seth, Mills, Simmons, and just shooters and Durant. I think the next are set pretty good for next year, though. We beat them this year, Greg. I mean, you guys aren't gonna expect this from me, but I think that. Brooklyn and Philadelphia are both winners because they had issues on their roster that they weren't going to be able to run from and they got out of those issues. So whatever happens next is a net positive compared to what the heck they were doing a week ago or maybe even last night. So, um, so that's one thing to watch, but overall, truthfully, I think San Antonio did really well. I think that Indiana did really well in getting, uh, 
you know, multiple guys that they can kind of plug in and start to develop on their own. They know they're not getting free agents. So um, getting draft picks, they draft well. Um, so, so I thought that they did particularly well if we're talking about the other teams around the league in Cleveland, like, uh, like Tony mentioned. Alex? Oh, I don't know if Alex did I freeze? Saw... Go ahead. Okay, so it's my turn now, right? I'm sorry, I went out for like five seconds there. Okay, uh, I don't know who the winner is. I know the losers are the Portland Trailblazers. No, 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 no. We're not at losers yet. Winners. Give me. Oh, winners. okay. So we're gonna do a section for losers. Oh man. Yes. Winners. Okay, fine. Winners. You, get, you, you got the you got some of the Blazers stuff for later. But no, the winners. Like it's hard to disagree with Nets and Sixers. My whole thing is like I've been making fun of it the whole time. But both teams got rid of their problems, exchanged their problems for one another for one another, and it really just fits very well, not only for both teams, but also for the stars involved. Like, both, everybody got what they wanted. Uh, Maury doesn't look like a clown. But now the thing is, for me, it's like, we'll see what happens in the second round. All right. I'm going to pivot here to losers in a second, so you guys can think about it. Hold it. Okay, hold it. I want to yeah, tell you about, about one, more, one more sponsor here, final sponsor of this program before I do. So our friends over at Salise. Okay, go to GetSalise.com. If you're an endurance runner, I saw a lot of people were out there at the Miami Marathon last week, okay? Could have used this stuff. This replaces your electrolytes in a healthy way. It's GetSalise.com. So rather than just pounding a bunch of Gatorade, okay, get this stuff, okay? This is formulated specifically to help you get your electrolytes back in your body, again, in a natural way. Just comes in a bunch of these packets. You can see them right there. Go to GetSalise.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN, and you get 10% off your order. Okay. So go to five RSN. That's our product code. We use that for a bunch of other things in the network, like manscaped.com, therapistpreferred.com. Use it at getsalise.com. And again, you get 10% off your order. Replace your electrolytes in a natural way to see how it works for you. All right, let's get to it. Losers. I'm starting here. Uh, well, first, I, I guess I should have given you my winners. Uh, so I, I do think that, I do think that the nets are, are, are a winner here. I think that that's a primary winner and, and not because I'm a huge Simmons fan, but you're not winning anything with James Harden. I'm just sorry, you're not. Uh, I, I don't. I don't trust him in playoff games. I've been consistent on this, and uh, and and he's a terrible fit with Durant ultimately, which is funny because they started their careers together. But when you have KD, you don't need a K, you don't need a Harden. You don't need a ball dominant. I want the ball in KD's hands to make plays, particularly when you have Kyrie at least half of the time. Simmons, we know one thing: he's not going to fight for shots in the fourth quarter. So as long as he defends, uh, you, you're you're off to a better start than you were before. So I will say that the Nets are a winner. I'm not going to call them a, a threat yet, though. We'll get to that later. To me, the biggest oh, loser is the Lakers. The biggest loser is the Lakers. I, I I, don't, I mean, we can talk about some of these teams that didn't do a good job rebuilding or gave up, but here's the thing. The Lakers are a loser because LeBron finally put himself, and everybody knows my respect for LeBron, but he finally put himself in a position that could not be dug out of. Every previous time where he's where he has sort of tried to play GM, and I had a conversation with Joe Varden, who's covering for a long time. Varden was at the Heat uh, Lakers game, and he said to me, "This is LeBron's always been accused of being GM, and this is the first time it was actually a hundred percent true." He put himself in a position that there was no way to wiggle out of. Like they had no assets to offer to anybody, in part because of well, not in part, largely because of the roster that he constructed that doesn't fit around him. And as our guy Timmy knows. If they had just sat tight, not gone after Westbrook and brought in Buddy Heald, the whole team would have looked much better this year and kept Caruso instead of going after none. Caruso, Shroud, and KCP, and Buddy. 
Exactly. I mean, th- that team is a serious threat to be top four in the East, provided that AD is AD. What about DeRozan? This team is not. This team is a threat not to make the play-in. I, I th- that's. I mean, that that's it. You just lost to Portland with a bunch of guys on minimum contracts uh, and two. He lost contracts. to Winslow. Winslow. You lost to Justice, right? Okay. Well, all due respect to Justice. Who, who does so, it? So that's it. So, by the way, also today, other big news. I don't know if you call him a winner or a loser, but now Josh Richardson has passed Justice Winslow in organizations. He's now up to five. Justice just got to four. Remember when both of those guys were untradeable? Uh, now they're they're on organization four and five. All right, let's get to it, Greg. Uh, you're, you're a loser. You stole the obvious good one in the Lakers, so I'm going to say the New York Knicks because they're getting guys booed off the floor. And I felt like if you shipped off Randall for anything, it would improve the the vibes the around chemi- that the chemi- team. The chemi- so, correct, exactly. So I thought that it, it's a it's a negative situation for them to just hold there. Um, but to, to the point, like I, I, we got to just hone in on the Lakers. Like that embarrassing loss, the way that everyone reacted. LeBron said he had to go home and drink wine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Like that was like as, <laughs> as defeated and just like over it as I've seen him in a really long time. And they didn't flip Russ. Like if you told me that they got anything for Russ that equaled $44 million, I would say, okay, that's something that LeBron can work with. And maybe they can figure out how to make something work. They did nothing. Uh, so I, I hate to steal uh, what Ethan already said, but the, the Lakers are the sore thumbs here. Tim? So with, with the vaccine mandate about to be up soon in New York, I think the strip clubs in New York have lost because Harden is now gone. <laughs> but but jokes aside, it was the Lakers and Knicks for me. I, I thought if anything, if any team would make a trade, it would be like LeBron who said, he, he and I quote, I'm going to go to sleep after my wine and wake up and hope that there's a better day today. So that, that quote alone made me feel like there's going to be something. I thought, just said just now, the Lakers are close to deals on Chris Boucher, Boucher um, Cam Reddish and Cambridge. That's what Athletic just said just now. Um, I thought New York at minimum was going to clear space for Reddish because now Reddish is going to ride the bench for the next two months unless, God forbid, Fournier or Burks get hurt. So you wasted that trade because he's not going to play for you. Um, and and I forgot to say this to my witness. I actually think the, the Kings did pretty well um, rebounding um, earlier. But yeah, I, I just don't know how the Lakers, with LeBron and AD, how do you not capitalize? The teams under you 
they had so much to get better. You got the New Orleans who we'll see tonight. Got CJ, you got Snell, you got um the I, and I love what Fox and Domas are doing. Now you have Dante, who they almost got, but the tampering charges came up. So now the teams under the Lakers are like going hard. The Grizzlies, even like you, you the the the, the runs are like he has the Grizzlies around him. Like the, I, I just don't get it. You have to make a move, something, something. What do you got, Tony? You know, speaking of the Grizzlies, I, I thought Chicago had a great chance to consolidate some assets to increase their depth, right? I mean, they're going to look a lot like a Tom Thibodeau team in the playoffs. They're going to have five guys, six guys running crazy minutes right now, and uh, they didn't help themselves going into this deadline. Uh, they're just a team that I, I thought could have made a move that didn't. I disagree with Timmy. I don't know. I mean, the Kings and the Pistons just grabbed a bunch of guys. They just got as many guys as they could, threw them together in a pot. I think it, it makes sense if you can find some pieces out of that, but I don't see the build um, right now with either of those teams. I know the Pistons are in a spot where they just want to win games, so they just got a bunch of players. So, But I thought Chicago had a great chance to consolidate their assets uh, to get a bench, and they didn't, and that's going to hurt them come playoff time. I'll tell you one other thing. Whatever you think of the Sacramento trades – you just have to declare them the ultimate loser for the last 15 years, because how many teams in the NBA have had to just trade high lottery picks or give up on high lottery picks. They literally took Marvin Bagley in a year that Luka Doncic and Trey young went slightly after I said, I said a couple of years ago, if you just went through the Sacramento Kings drafts and pick the player who was picked one player, one, under one, them, player. one, one player under one. them, you would have the greatest team of all time. Maybe Bagley gets it together somewhere else, but it's not going to be there. It looked like they hit on Halliburton. They gave up on him already, or at least to make that move. And, you know, I, I don't. So, I mean, I, yes, I like Sabonis with Fox, but I mean, it's just like they're just circling the drain here. All right. going to mention prizepicks.com one more time. Use that code five. We're going to close here shortly because we got other stuff to get to tonight before floor and everything else. Check out everything on the YouTube channel. But let's go to threats, okay? And, and I just want you to, to pick one, one. One team that kind of – you went from yesterday – you're not picking four, Alex. One team that went from yesterday to today, and you're like, I'm taking them even more seriously than I did. Because we saw Golden State didn't make a move, um, right? I mean, they didn't do anything. Did uh what did I can't remember with Utah, right? They moved Engl did they end up moving Inglis's contract? They did move, yeah. yeah they, they got the key logs on the walk up. Okay, right. So that so but that that ended up hurting them because obviously, you know, Inglis was part of this little cycle here and somebody that they were counting on prior to the injury. Um, and I'm gonna start here with threats, and I'm I'm gonna go out west. I, I love what Phoenix did, honestly. I they they are James Jones knows how to build. Like I felt like they had one weakness, um, which was Get themselves one more guard there. You got to protect yourself in case uh, Chris Paul gets hurt again. I like the Aaron Holiday acquisition. I think he's a good player. I, I, I Every time he's filled against the Heat, uh, he's been effective. They're the type of team they don't need to make these kind of rash moves because they're kind. They kind of have a perfectly constructed, balanced team. So like one guy that they add can make a big difference. And Tory Craig, and Tory Craig too. They added two. I, I just those are it's. Having known James Jones as well as I know James Jones and spending time around him in Miami and Cleveland, I know the way he thinks, and I and his thought is get me another guy who can play down the stretch of games in case my guy doesn't have it or can't go or something like that. And I think he got two that he would trust putting on the floor. I think he had I think they had a very strong deadline, which is gonna go under the radar because nobody's gonna talk about them 
on the national media. They're going to talk about the Simmons and Harden, but I, I there to me, they're still, they're the best team in the NBA right now. Uh, I think for a reason. All right. Uh, we'll go to Alex first on this one, but you got one, you got one. Well, I mean, I guess they're going to have to make me decide between one of the Nets or Sixers because that's obviously the two biggest uh, teams that made a move today uh, other than the Bucks acquiring Serge Ibaka, who everybody's now afraid of for some reason. Uh, no, but seriously, I, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Nets here because I think it's interesting what they did. I, I like um, adding Simmons. They obviously need a defense and rebounding. They wanted a front court piece. He's a front court piece who can obviously get to the paint and pass out because he's not going to actually take a shot out there. But all jokes aside, the, the trade makes a lot of sense for them. I, I think there was, like, rumors that they were trying to see if they could package um, some of those first they got uh, along with uh, Joe Harris's contract to get a Miles Turner type. I don't know if that that ended up being true or not, but that was starting to scare me a little bit because it kind of made sense in my mind. It's like the Pacers could sell Miles for two first quickly and maybe Claxton or something like that. They didn't do that. So they're going to be able to play small ball now like they want. Uh, I think Simmons is, is – uh, on a team of shooters, Kyrie and KD, like was already said, it, it makes a lot of sense. But it makes the Heat's job on defense in a potential playoff matchup so much easier. Like, you're already way better. Uh, I, I, you're built way better than any other team in the East to guard these guys before the trade. But now that there's no Harden and there's no elite shooter, shot creator, foul jar that you got to worry about there as well. And it's a guy who literally won't shoot if he doesn't have the ball, won't do much of anything other, other than be in the dunker spot when he doesn't have the ball and you know screen or whatever but like i just think it makes spo's job a lot easier like he's he's gonna have he's gonna be able to help on Kyrie and kd off of simmons guy whenever they're on the floor together they're gonna be able to run more coverages than i think they would have been able to with harden versus simmons and they've already got the personnel to actually go up versus those guys one-on-one so i just think uh like it makes the nets better the east is gonna be really really fun but i think spo is like rubbing his hands like okay you kind of made my job a little bit easier here. I, I think it's fascinating that the team that was considered invincible when they put those three guys together basically blinked. I mean, I you know you can you can argue six stand games, right? Six stand games. That's it. I mean, you can you can argue whether it had to do with Kyrie's situation or or again Harden getting disgruntled as he always does. But the fact is, every time that these teams are put together. If you don't have the right people in place to make sure that it works, okay, it falls apart like the Heat would have fallen apart with Dwayne and LeBron and Bosh if they didn't have Pat backing Spo, okay? And I, I don't know that – I love Steve Nash as a player. I like him as a person. I don't know that he's the guy to put that thing together and get them over the hump. So and he's got some personalities to manage now. <laughs> I mean, KD – look, say what you will about KD and the burner accounts he's and all that, but fire. he is, he is intensely driven to win, I believe. I really do believe that. And I, I think Ben Simmons is going to drive him insane. Okay. I just, I just, that, because the, the book on Ben Simmons has been the same since LSU and it, it's only gotten worse. He quit from high school, team. from high school, really. From, from high, high school, school. He quit on his team this year basically because Doc Rivers said one thing about him, a bad thing about him at a press conference. Pat Riley used to call out Kareem and Magic from. Okay, outside the locker room or the podium. Okay, call them out directly. Did they shrink? No, they won championships. I don't. I'm. I'm not buying into Ben Simmons. Greg, give me. Give me one threat here. We got Phoenix for me. We got the Nets from Alex. Somebody that uh, that elevated in your mind. Oh, the Heat, without a doubt. I mean, they basically opened up a roster spot, so now they can uh, see who becomes available. Caleb Martin gets um, a standard contract and can be counted on to play in the playoffs. 
And with the trade that they made, they now have flexibility around the draft and around free agency so that in the event that this build that does seem so deep that they really have no holes, if it doesn't work and they identify a hole, they can make a future move. So to me, um, sometimes it's the moves you don't make, and uh, that's where I'm going. I, I do think it's significant going forward. I, I, anytime you can give uh, Pat a little more flexibility to work with uh, in addition to Andy, uh, I, I think you've done something significant. Uh, Timmy, what do you got? So I'm going to go with Dallas. And just as I say this, the mouth's about to give to our Infinity Smith an extension. So I guess we see what's, what, what happened with that. He's about to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I I always, every time I've said that the mouth to get Lucas Shooter, say what you want about Bertans after he got paid. This is the perfect opportunity for Bertans to reclaim his magic. Um, um, so you have TFS, you have Spencer maybe giving a, you know, some type of leverage in case person doesn't come back. But I think Spencer can be better off of Luca. I and I never thought Kid could coach defense, but it's been about thirty games now. They've been top five in defense, so they they they, they added Spencer, who is okay on defense. You added Bertans, who will give you more games than Porzingis. You know, he might not give you the blocks and the rebounds, but he will play. I always say that the best availability, the best thing you can do for That's a low bar, more. Timmy. That's a low bar. He'll play more games. <laughs> He'll play more. <laughs> He'll shoot better than Porzingis. Well, Harden I, will play more games than Simmons did for Philadelphia if, if he plays every other one, pulls his <laughs> hamstring in the other one. But jokes aside, um, Luca Luca has been amazing. The, the defense as a team has been amazing, and they they didn't lose anybody that they were using really. You know, sad to say, but Porzingis. Um, and and sad to say, my namesake Timmy is still out with a broken foot, so maybe Spencer can hold the the, the fort until Timmy comes back close to the playoffs. Hmm. By the way, we got I, we haven't been putting the comments on because Alejandro, to his credit, has been producing this uh, from work today. So we hope not to get him in trouble. But uh, Johnny, Johnny did post in the comments. Greg is the ultimate homer. You make me damn proud to be a Heat fan. So your your choice uh, was well warranted. Uh, I'm gonna let uh, Tony close, but I'm gonna let Gad jump in here. We got Gad Cartagena who just jumped, jumped into the stream late. So, but you got to do these quickly. This is off the cuff, okay? And and you can't pick four, okay? No Toledo specials here. You got to pick one. Uh, of each okay give me a winner a loser and a threat after the trade then after these this three-day period give me a winner a loser Mm. and a threat okay so winner um as weird as it sounds i will say the brooklyn nets i think they the fact that they have actually a future is somewhat interesting because they go they were all in they had no future no picks no nothing now they have ben simmons um, who, for better or for worse, he still is an all-NBA caliber defender, and there is something that you can try to develop there. And I think KD and Kyrie is a much better fit for him. So I'm intrigued to see how that works out. They also have the picks. Like, they can still add to what they have. Um, a loser, that's a little bit more interesting. Hmm. I'll get back to you on the loser. Um, a threat? I'll say Philadelphia just because, like, they they get more talent, but I don't know. That could completely blow up because I thought they were going to make another trade. Um, They're somewhat a winner, but also a loser. Like, they got better talent, but none of it fits, right? Like, Tobias Harris is not a complimentary player to James Harden, Joel Embiid. Tyrese Maxey's development is probably going to be stunted now. Um, Matisse Thibel is just flat-out overrated. So, I don't know how that's going to work out. Like, who is their their floor spacer? It's Embiid. Tybal. Preach. Preach. Right. Right. Embiid, Embiid is like, I'm, I'm just excited to see. There's a lot of case studies is like how these certain situations work out. So like 
if anything else, I know Alex tweeted it. I tweeted it. The East is going to be a, be a bloodbath, and I'm super excited to see how this turns out. Super, I will, super excited. This Seth Curry was such an underrated piece with them. I, I thought mm-hmm. last year that was the difference between last year and the year before and why the pieces fit, because they did have a designated spacer there who was a pretty good passer and could play at the end of games. Like that, you know, I just think he's he's become a much better player than, than everybody remembers him for being. I think that's a loss. I, I do think Tybal's gotten overrated to the point that I would have included Tybal instead of Curry. Easily. I think, I, right? I, Easily. I, I, I would have much rather put Tybal in over Curry. His like, he's one son-in-law. My like, God. he's a good defender, but you can't trust him down the stretch. He's like almost another Ben Simmons type, right. and he doesn't shoot free throws well. He doesn't drive. He can't put the ball I mean, on the ground. Justice. He can't shoot. Isn't he? Isn't he Justice, essentially? Worse. Oh, Justice can whoa. pass. Justice is he's better. Justice <laughs> hey. is better. Thank you. I I'm taking Justice 100%. Yeah. Like, well, that justice is, is, according to Sub Justice, is always better. He's also on his fourth organization, but that's okay. <laughs> I may have been my source. Uh, Tony, I'll let you jump in and then we'll, we'll close one other thing uh, here. So, Tony, give it to me. Uh, give, give me your threat. Is there anybody we yeah. have a name here? I think so. As, as my handle suggests, you know, I'm national. And for the podcast audience, I'm coming from the live from the Hyundai. So, we're going to travel out west. I think the clips. Uh, created a situation where they have an offense right now with the players that they added uh, and at least a league average defense where they can stay inside the play-in standings or probably maybe get to a sixth seed potentially. The West is a little wonky right now and be a real threat uh, when it comes to playoff time if they can get back one or two of their main core guys. The the Rodney Hood, Semi Ojale, like these are guys that can give you contributing minutes uh, to win enough regular season games that you end up being a real player in the playoffs, especially if the Lakers not making any moves, they might be the bigger LA threat team. Uh, so I, I like the clips right now as, as that threat spot. All right, let's close here. Uh, and this is a good way to close. I'm going to mention one more sponsor cause we've gone a little bit longer. Uh, check out our friends at therapistpreferred.com. I mentioned them earlier, but this is for premium CBD. You get your tincture, your sports cream for recovery, for sleep. You can also get the gummies, the strawberry lemonade are my favorites. So go to therapistpreferred.com, use the code 5RSN. That's our same product code, and you'll get 25% off at therapistpreferred.com. We appreciate uh, Tony joining us. There's the website. Check it out again, therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. We have a lot of people asking about this, and there's other names that have preferred in them. No, this is the one to go to. Again, Therapist preferred.com is where you go for your premium cbd all right let's close here and uh, this has got i i know where one person's gonna go here so i'll close with him okay uh yeah give me the side eye greg um after this whole week okay take everything into consideration the kz trade you didn't trade duncan robinson uh you 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 know the, the reports on oladipo have been good Yurt has declared that he's going to be a 12-rebound monster next to Bam. Everything that's transpired this week, the Nets trade, the Sixers trade, Phoenix upgrading, Golden State not really doing anything, Utah losing Inglis and then having to try to replace him, which I'm not sure is exactly going to work. Uh, Boston getting themselves, trying to get themselves under the tax, trading Schroeder. Dallas, uh, as we mentioned, kind of shuffling the deck there. All the things that have happened, Chicago maybe getting some players back soon. The news on Patrick Williams seems to be pretty good. Um all of those things considered, do you feel better or worse, Gad, about the Heat than you did three days ago in terms of contending for a championship this season? I feel just about the same. Um, I'm still very confident in this group. It's going to take a couple lucky breaks, in my opinion, 
but you can't look at Brooklyn and say they're unbeatable, right? Like, they don't have that trio anymore. You don't look at Philly and say they're unbeatable. They, that team, honestly, might beat themselves with the way that they're constructed. Um, Milwaukee's a team to beat. They got Ibaka, which is interesting. Um, I don't know if that's kind of like a telltale on, like, is Brooke Lopez going to be 100%? Because Ibaka gives you some facsimile of that. Like, he can space the floor a little bit, but he's not the guy you don't want to rely on it's more of like a guy to battle with a dead man honestly um so i don't think the heat are favorites but i don't think they're far enough uh away from being the favorites where they don't have a chance to compete i think they have a chance to win this year um and i think the eastern conference might be the tougher conference to play in so if you make it out of the east you can win the finals and they still have a chance it just depends on depot uh and bam if i'm being completely honest with you and a couple of guards were expecting to be bought out, Goran Dragic and Dennis Schroeder. I wouldn't anticipate that either of them end up with Miami, but either of them could swing things a little bit uh, for an Eastern Conference team. There are teams that still could use a point guard there, um, and I think we'll be in on both of them if they're bought out. Better or worse about the Heat, uh, Timmy, than you did about three, four days ago? Just the same, which is pretty good. Um, like I said, my thing is I just do not want – if Tucker gets hurt, God forbid, what do we do? We start bombing O'Mea. Bam and Deadman, start killing at the four, start dunking at the four and statues. You know, I'm I'm just worried about what we do if Tucker gets hurt. But like I said, things happen. You know, you have to just hope, wish, wish the best. So if this team is healthy, I I am I am excited. I am excited to see national media light on fire because they don't. They, where did this scheme come from? Who are these guys? Like I can't wait to see the heat. Like really short guys, because you know people don't really watch until after the Super Bowl. So when we go on the so, you know, the, the Spo run, the Spo always goes for like this ridiculous run after, after All-Star break. People will be like, oh, where did this come from? You know, we've been here. We've been here. So I'm excited. Well, you realize the NBA finals are not going to be televised if they're Heat Suns uh, because there will be a, a separate telecast directly on ESPN of Nets Lakers uh, during that period of time, regardless of if they both came out of the play-in and got eliminated in the play-in games. Uh, do we feel better or worse than we did three days ago, Alex? Oh, I feel better. I mean, look, I think that, like I said, the Nets problem got a little bit easier, even though that the trade makes them better as a team. The only thing is like that the, they have one more threat in the Sixers, but I just don't consider them the same level threat, you know, for similar reasons that Gad said, like, I just think they're going to get in their own way, uh, even if they are better. So because the Nets got a little worse as a, I think as a playoff team, uh, when you talk about upside or whatever, I feel a little better, man. Like everything is looking good. As long as the team is healthy, of course, if anything happens to any of their main guys, things start to get murky quick. Cause I feel like the team is perfectly set up. Everybody's in the right roles, the way that it is when everybody's healthy, you're going to get Depot back. And then the front court problem, like I said, it would have been nice to add another four. I think we all kind of wanted that, whether it was a big name guy or, or, or a lesser guy, it would have been nice to clear that up. But the front court rotation, of the playoffs is ultimately going to be Bam PJ and Deadman. Obviously, if Keith back, maybe you can throw him in there if he ever comes back. I mean, but uh, I'm not really too worried about it. Like, I think they they got everything kind of figured out at this point. They didn't take the risk in trading Duncan, although maybe they tried. But the team they have now has been really damn good. And it looks right. like it's only going to get better. That's what everybody's forgetting, right? They've been really good. <laughs> They've been really good, and they've been really good when they haven't been really healthy. They're built to guard all these teams, too, by the way. And they've been reliant on a bunch of people uh, that they they uh, we didn't think that they would have to rely upon. I want to address a couple things here in the comments. We haven't been putting them up, but I have been reading them before I let Greg close here with some guts. A uh, couple things that have been addressed here. Thad Young, people are asking about them. I do not anticipate 
that Thad Young is going to get bought out. I, I feel like that move was made to keep him. In fact, they gave up too much to they have done that. Masire, Masire, he um, we've been looking at him for a little while, and he's a high motor guy. So yeah, that's that. I mean, Thad, Thad Young five years ago is a a prototypical Toronto Raptors player. He's long. He's uh, he was athletic. I don't know exactly what he has left at this point. I liked him for the heat as a backup for, but I don't think he's going to be that there. Uh, Lynette, our friend over in insurance by Lynette, check out a aggressiveinsurance.com. That's of course a, an official sponsor of the post up five R show here on the YouTube channel. When we see Depot on the court, I, I think there's stages to this, right? Like we've already seen the stage where he's on the road. We've seen the stage where he's working out before games. We've seen the stage where the heat, this is significant. The Heat social media accounts promoting him, okay? That shows you that he's on the way back. They feel he's close. They don't get approved on that kind of stuff unless he is. When does he get into Miami Heat shape? I don't think that's going to happen right away, okay? I, I I think we're looking, again, we, we always talked about kind of around the All-Star break, right after the All-Star break, I think they start to work him in. I don't think they feel pressured because Gad's guy, Gabe Vincent, has played so well. So I, I don't think that there's a need right now and you see what they just did to free up the space for Caleb Martin. So I think they think, okay, get a little bit of a ramp up here. Get some comfort level with some of these guys. I think they'll start to work them in to the rotation. All right, Greg, I'll let you close. Um, did anybody uh, acquire Eric Spolstra from the Miami Heat this trade deadline? No. Eric Spolstra is still around, correct? So, um, yeah, I feel better because – uh, and I encourage all of our viewers and listeners, uh, whether you're on the podcast feed for Five on the Floor or you're viewing this on YouTube, if you can point me in the direction of a completely shape-shifting roster move that was made that was as um, as huge as this Philadelphia-Brooklyn move, and then that team went on to represent their conference in the finals, please show me the precedent for that because – I may be wrong, but I don't believe that there is one. So I don't think either of those teams figure it out that quickly. And Eric Spolstra is still our head coach. Heat or better? Typically, when a player makes a significant difference, it's one. Um, I feel like, like you said, this is multiple pieces that these two teams need to integrate. Rasheed Wallace going to this, the Pistons in what was one was one guy, okay, added to a roster that was already kind of ready made. We don't see that very often. You're right, and I do, and I don't necessarily think that either of those two coaches, Steve Nash or Doc Rivers, is equipped to put those pieces together quickly. Uh, I you know I don't even know if Nash is coaching that team. And we kind of know what the end results are with with Doc. All right, follow everybody who was here. Tony Schwartz, uh, he had to go, but Tony Schwartz, NBA. Our friend Gad here, Gadiel Cartagena. You can check him out on Post Up 5R. Alex Toledo, a tropical blanket. And our friend Timothy Bain, you can follow at T-I-M-M-A-A-A-Y underscore. Thanks to our sponsors, GetSalise.com and TherapistPreferred.com. Use the code 5RSN. PrizePicks.com. Check out the Super Bowl props. Use the code 5 and MarkBrownPA.com. Get your estate planned today. Thanks to everybody for joining on YouTube channel. Subscribe and on Five on the Floor. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.